it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Do you ever feel like snake bit? Like, you know, do you ever just come in like it's Murphy's Law and like, you know, you seem to stay positive, but how? How? <laughs> um, good question. Kudos to C.L. Brown. How many texts do you think I got? On the use of that very common American phrase. Well, you need to trademark it or something. Welcome in. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. They're in a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. It's good to see the tripod back in studio. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, how about that? Looking good. Everybody's glistening. Zachy C. Fresh off his... I want Colts losing. Yeah, that's not glistening. Okay, well, yeah. you got you're glistening in your Beatles hoodie. It looks yeah. very comfortable. Yeah. It is. Looks very comfortable. But Take yes, it, I, Jonathan Taylor out on fourth and one. What are we doing? Shane? Yeah, he was. I like Shane Steichen, but that was terrible. He was venting the about play his call parlay. was fine. The play, no, I have no problem with the play call, but you got your best player. You got to. Ha- Who cares? Have it, it worked. They should have had a first down. Don't drop the pass. Yeah, the, the throw should have been better. I mean, the throw wasn't great, but you got to catch it. He does have to catch that. But it's Tyler freaking Goodson. I'm not putting my season on the line for Tyler Goodson. I want it to be in Jonathan Taylor's hands. He was wide open. I he know. was, man. But there's a reason he's a third string running back. He just showed you right I there. I know, but he was wide open. I know. I know he was. And the throw should have been better. But not I was listening throw. to some of our coverage. Uh, drive it around through the Colts radio network here on 680. Wonder if uh, good old Andy Freeney oh. is the honk up there in uh, I-65. If he had any takes on that. Yes, he does on Twitter. He I'm does. Kidding. He I does. Know. Yes, I, I was does. texting with him uh, earlier this week. But yes, welcome in. Yes, a fun, like these Saturday night NFL games. I miss college football. Don't get me wrong, but it's a nice little... I mean, college hoops going on. It's a double screen night for Zach. He sees watching his Colts and the Texans taking on. He's watching Indiana and Ohio State. It was a rough night for you, yeah, Zach. I was going to say, the less said about last night, the better. Okay. I think people we'll enjoy. We'll focus on yesterday afternoon. Yes. Yeah, how about that? I, I think people enjoy uh, marinating in your misery, though. I, I'm sure they that, do. That's the beauty of the positivity, the positive affirmations of sports talk radio. That's that why they, they call me BBZ now, because I'm all latched into Kentucky. I I noticed BBC. something about this that I, I wanted to bring up with you. And I, well, we're here. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, it, it's ahead. it's one of your greatest attributes, but I feel like as I'm talking about the airwaves being part of the show, people are going to catch on. You lean all into it in the Kentucky postgame show. You're a chameleon. Yes, it, it's beautiful. Right. When you're on LSL... You're, you have all a tendency, in. you're all in on that, and you have a tendency of saying we and us. It, you you got to play, play to your audience. I mean, well done. Bravo, yeah. Zachy C. The, the force is strong with you at that one. So it's it's been brought to my attention from a, a few because, you know, there's Louisville fans that hate listen to the Kentucky show. Of course. And they've asked me, they thought you were a Louisville guy. I was like, no, he's better yet. He's an Ohio State guy. He's a Buckeye. Yeah. See, that's what makes me perfectly qualified to analyze the teams around here is that I don't have any bias. I'm, I got a perfect balance. A regular Jason Anderson. That's right. 
Do you know who that is? I do know. Jason okay, I was just Martin. making sure you just weren't leaning into that. No, I bet it's Jason. like, oh, the guy from Seinfeld. No, he was just here. No, yeah, last he, he does week. his show. He does his, he does his two week sabbatical uh, around the holidays to get the, the appease the in laws. Did from, you say Seinfeld? Jason Anderson? No, it's an ongoing joke where Jason he was on yeah. Wave Three and okay. they put Jason Alexander underneath his. See, and, uh, and, this and is they, stuff that I have. Put, to, they put. But there's been other things that have said Jason Alexander on there. Yeah, as there's well. been like where he's done hits in other markets where it's yeah. like we're really pleased to have Jason Alexander join us. <laughs> and then they got disappointed when it wasn't George Costanza. Yeah, no, it was one of I, Jason was thrilled when Wave Three put the the ticker underneath him and said Jason Alexander. Like oh, I'm he was sure. thrilled. That's perfect. But he actually has hair though, he, and he's, he doesn't have the glasses or anything like that. Like Might I think glasses. it would be easy to figure no. out the difference between the two. He's so happy. I yeah. mean, he just gets to talk. Pat Mahomes and Kelsey and Swifty for four hours and it is Hobarkin. Poor him. And Swifty. Swifty. Uh, boy. But we'll see what happens with the Chiefs this year. Uh, playoffs taking shape in the National Football League. A large part of that. You gonna, last night. You're going to watch the. Uh Peacock only game next Saturday? No. <laughs> He's going to listen to the fine coverage right here on ESPN Louisville via Westwood One. He's going to get next to the old radio like they did in the 40s and 50s. No. Gather around, boys and girls. We got the fireside no. chat. I'll, I'll watch some highlights. I don't I'll care. send you the link. Westwood One. Everyone freaks out. It, you know what's funny? There's a little cheat I code. like Westwood One. They do a great job. Hopefully my boy John Sadak is on the call for that one. He had the uh, the Mississippi State-South Carolina game on the big CBS yesterday. Big did he really? Stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um with Steve Lapis, but I, uh, yeah, I'm not going out of my way. I don't care. Well, the Patriots it, aren't in it. I'm, I really don't. Care. I would say over under. We get about seven to eight tweets, text per about not streaming. Yeah, it. yeah. but Westwood one little cheat code. They stream all the games. You just have to go to westwoodone.com. So I know with the the Ravens component and with the Colts component, we can't stream those games if it's through the radio network on that. But Westwood one, I know it's not every Colts or Ravens game, but Westwood one has a pretty solid list of games out there. Anyways, we're getting radio nerdy with that. I've tried to stay away from talking basketball, unless you're a Kentucky fan, which a big win down in Gainesville. Huge win in Gainesville. Uh, for the Cats, tough loss at home to Pitt for the Cards. Two six seven nine six eight is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty the UPS jobs text line. U uh, of L women's basketball a couple of nice wins last week, which we could get to a good win over Duke, the one thousandth win in program history on Thursday night. Cards, by the way, off today. They're back Thursday night at Pittsburgh. For a six o'clock tip, you'll hear it on 93.9 The Ville. Somebody texted the personal bad phone, so Zachy C wouldn't have had uh, Jordan pass the ball to Kerr with the season on the line. If I'm getting double teamed, yet yeah. there's a big difference. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> big difference. That's and actually with- that's actually hilarious. Text. <laughs> that's I love a that really text. good text. I love that text, uh, but. It worked out for the Bulls. Uh, I, I uh, yeah, so a lot to get into today. Uh, do we start with the cards? They did have a thirty-minute jump start on that. Hey, shout out! I'm bowing every. Hey, everybody crushing the CW. Welcome to the party. Everybody loved it yesterday. It was pretty good. They loved it, and I'm like, I mean, you know what? I've been saying this for a while. It's like it's not all. It, it, it's it's a Ryan Burr was calling the game like it was the national championship game. Hey, at least it wasn't Corey Alexander. That's Look, true. The CW has caught a lot of flack. Okay. Yeah, I thought they did a fantastic job. And guess what? A lot of Louisville fans via Louisville Twitter were like, you weren't getting the head pats that I feel like a lot of broadcasters. Well, I have mean, been. you were still getting some head pats. I believe I one thought, of the I thought one of the comments says this program's used to yeah. eight final fours and a, a championship, wins. not eight wins. Yeah. 
That was a great line. Sure. But then, like, Louisville scored a basket to cut it to 10. It was like, here come the car! Easy. Like, I enjoyed it. It, it, it. You know why I think I enjoyed it so much, and I brought this up multiple times? It has very similar feels to Jefferson Pilot Sports. No, for sure. I, and I, I love Jefferson Pilot. I love it. The only thing I dislike, they could... I think they could do a little work on the score bug. It's a little busy. What do you mean? You, you didn't like the, uh, the the CW promos in the bottom left corner that keep no, popping no, no, up? No, that's fine. But just the, the, there's a lot going on with the score bug in general. Burr's um, a company man, too. He made something. I, I followed it because everyone was wondering who it was. So I looked at the game notes that Zach Greenwell sent hmm. out, and I found him on Twitter. And his tweet, he, he did this thing of overlooking the Ohio River, and it was like a first person like going down to the court while he's doing the photo. He's like, America's largest, or I guess the CW's in the most homes in America. Yeah. I did not know that. Or, I mean, probably. Wow. Or at least yeah, right? Okay, there. I'm glad I'm, I'm doing the part. But he, he's he's a company man well, yeah. if you go through there. But yeah, not not terrible. They're making a nice little nook and cranny for the ACC of the CW. I love it. It's coast to coast. They had the, the, the game time for... Uh, I think today a women's game, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, because they are coast to coast. Yeah, they are. So I great. Was, so I was talking to Zach E.C. before this, and I promise we'll get into the big game of Kentucky. I mean, they, they look I great. Mean, they, we, we, we've got to talk about that for sure. It's yes, a big win. I know Zach E.C. is on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post-game show. Right. That's right. My name's even on the imaging. How about that? I think that could be taketh and that could be giveth away uh, for some of the, the the things depending on other responsibilities. <laughs> I'm kidding, Zach. You see, you've heard that. You, uh, Ince was had a little tum tum issue. I think yesterday he was. Yeah. He, I don't know if it was the chili, the bronchitis uh, that was. Ooh. Well, the chili was like a week ago, so I'm hoping not. With Ince, you never know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's sure. But so you got Kentucky big win. You know, Aaron Bradshaw hitting the big three today. Wow. But with Louisville, I was talking to Zach E.C. about this before we went on the air. And, and I want to gauge the texters on this, too. And this isn't a knock on any of the other shows uh, here because I, this is uncharted water. Which I say that again. It, we went to 4-28 last year. But mm-hmm. I, I guess this. There, I have like three buckets of um, opinions. Okay. Do you react to the game? Itself, because you could talk about the turnovers out there, or do you just go zero to coaching search, well, or do you go to bigger picture with like the administration uh, decision making behind it? Because I heard Louie talking about this as well, and everybody, I would say ninety percent of the folks here at the station are just kind of dead set on like there's going to be a change made, and I guess the conversation, not to say I'm not disagreeing with that because it looks like it's trending that way. What if there isn't? Yeah, I, I don't think there, that would be the case. But so those are kind of like by coming in today, I'm thinking it's like, OK, you can react to the game itself. It's the turnovers yet again, being out rebounded. You, you, you score with them, but then you give up a three at the other end. Were, so does, do people even care about us breaking that down or is it just zero no, to coaching change? No. Every game's the same by now. Every every game is the same. Um Although the last two, you've been without four dudes, which is different uh, because you had played a little bit without Dennis Evans and J.J. Trainer. We now know both of them will miss the rest of the season, especially Trainer. I think, a big blow. Uh, oh, ask, ask Kenny Payne. He, that was probably, did you hear him kind of get, not snarky, but just got a little no, but defensive toward Ken Spencer's question about this. Like, good question. <laughs> kind of chuckled. Not sure why you wouldn't ask that the other day. Yeah, I, I like... The, the Dennis Evans thing, Brandon Hundley Hatfield's been playing so well um, and, and didn't have a great day yesterday. He only got three shots yesterday. 
but overall has been playing so well that I, you know, I don't know. Giving Evans would have been good to get minutes to spell him, and and that's fine. But ultimately, for this team, I think the big loss is is JJ Trainer. He helps space the floor a little bit because he can knock down. You have to respect his ability to shoot the outside shot. Um, so I think that hurts, but. It didn't really hurt yesterday. He also gives them a little bit of size uh, defensively, which maybe could help a little bit. Uh, obviously, no Trey White is a pretty big thing the last couple of games, too. Um, and and Emmanuel Okorafor changes them a little bit because when you do have to give Hunley Hatfield time on the bench, some spells, um, right now you have to go really small. Uh, because you don't have anyone to really back him up at the five like in a core of four. So, so that hurts you there, too. But all that said, yesterday on the offensive end, they were really good. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they, I they shot the ball well. They hit 10 of 21 threes. You just keep continuously keep scratching your head, and we have sound. If you're of, not. Well, they, they, I should say they were really good on the offensive end, uh, except for the ridiculous amount of turnovers like you can't have 18 turnovers that was killer like the the tone was set for the game really right off the jump when you turn it over your first two possessions um so so that was bad and you know when they didn't turn it over they scored like they they were they were pretty solid on the offensive end when but then they give it up on the other end yes it's been the problem all year they they and it's the problem going back to last year they've been a lot better on offense i think this year than they were last year but they just can't get stops they 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 do not play good defense we've talked about it time and time again it's the same stuff every time like you hit 10 threes yesterday but Pitt hits 12 and Pitt, i thought really a team and the way they played yesterday that kind of plays into Louisville's hands a little bit because they don't try to drive the, as much as maybe some other teams would. I thought when they did drive the ball, a la the early in the game, they had a lot of success. They started to settle for a lot of threes, which I think kind of plays into Louisville's hands because they have trouble staying in front of people. Um, but then it didn't matter. You, you you turn it over 18 times. You're a team that struggles anyway. And, and you know, Pitt got 10 more shots. Uh, they hit 12 threes. They took 13 more threes. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, that's that's where the game is. And, um, you know, even though it was a team that sort of played into your hands, you gave them more volume in terms of shots because of the turnovers. Um, and, and that ends up being a huge stat from the game. And um, I, I just, you know, it's the same stuff. It is the same stuff every game I I think that's clear like offensively you see uh, stretches where it's like okay this is not bad and then on the defensive end you see basically entire games they did have a stretch where they held Pitt scoreless for like over three minutes yesterday I mean that's that's the that's the entire story that has been there it's like it's just it's glimpses of it yet never putting a full game together that's exactly right and you know the injuries can be leaned on a little bit, but it's all the same stuff that was happening before the injuries, too. Um, but hopefully Trey White can get back and, and Emmanuel Okorafor can get back soon and uh, help out with, obviously, depth and um, and and being able to, to drive the ball a little bit in, in the case of White. It, it's just... One thing after another for this team, and CL talked about being the snake bit thing, but yeah, I mean, 
all the weird stuff that's happened this year, a lot of it self-inflicted. There's no doubt. Uh, the the post game quotes, the the Karan Davis situation, and then the Dennis Evans. Uh, he's not going to be eligible to play, and then JJ Trainer is back, and then he's out for the and, year. And, and to his credit, because look, I I want to be consistent on this, and Kenny Payne is shot himself in the foot multiple times on just certain odd press conferences he did clarify that it was re-injured on friday right. so when people were saying it's like oh he's hiding no i don't i don't think it's that but zach and i, I want to get your interpretation mm-hmm. of the game too but one thing that i want to give credit to he, he's a texter to the show and he calls him the post game show our buddy harold i think he's out in seattle he said something that really st- stood out to me on the, i think it was on with taylor but basically he said when Kenny Payne openly says it's not about wins and losses, okay? This provides, this gives interpretation to fans that kind of speculate and have all these other different things that are going through their mind of picking apart the press conference, questioning the injuries. Um, So that's my only pushback on some of the things when Kenny Payne says, hey, it's not about wins and losses. Well, okay, when you tell him it's now not about wins and losses and you're trying to build some sort of culture here and whatnot, this is what kind of allows fans' minds to wonder to these other things and pick apart your press conferences, pick apart the injuries and whatnot. So, look, you, you, you can react to the game. You can sit here and talk about... Uh, you know, the injuries playing a role, they do. But, I mean, you were still at full strength and you <laughs> lost to Arkansas State. No, so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I understand that. And then now, I guess, not a lot, but I, I have seen it out there on the text line and a little bit on Twitter is just the narrative and possible notion that the injuries could play a role into, no, I don't want to, it, it is an excuse, but a reason to continue this. Because I feel like a lot of people are just going zero to a coaching change, but... No, this I, could be laid out there. It's like injuries played a role well, to the, win, the win, wins and losses. I'm not saying I agree with that like at all. I think the fan base is smart enough to realize that it's not the injuries. This happened just a couple, the last couple of games. Like they were at full strength against Arkansas State. They were at full strength against Chattanooga, and they're still a, a crummy basketball team, even when everybody was healthy. So I, I would like to think well, the fan I, base is smart enough to realize I think, that injuries aren't the thing, and don't use this as a crutch. I think Mafia. I think don't. the injuries certainly could get them to the you end. Had to, of the year. You had to insert that in there. there. Hey, I, th- I think the injuries could get him through the season. I, I don't know yes, that that's, that's going to be enough to get him another year, in- unless there's something that changes um, very drastically. Because again, Josh Hurd talked about it with Eric Crawford deposits, deposits and um, not a positive deposit. There hasn't been the last couple of games. Uh, so and and a that. couple be- before we get to Steve here in a second, uh, we'll, we'll get to his call uh, here coming up here in a second, but. You know, some sound that I know was coming out of the post game press conference, I believe Griever and Griever, I got to give a shout out to our buddy here at WDRP. He has the ability to ask a question like a direct question without coming across as snarky. And, and but it's professional. That's that Missouri journalism right there. Shout out to that. But let me here's I want to have some of the questions in there, too, because he says at some point, basically, is it on the coaching or preparation if you're if they're not understanding or doing what you want? Here's what Kenny Payne had to say about that uh, post game yesterday with the Tyler Griever question at WDRB. Think at all that preparation or coaching plays in any of that? You guys. Um, I think when you when you're preparing a team to play a game and you're talking about this team, so we talk about when we're in the zone because obviously we can't just play one defense against good offensive teams. 
then you have to talk about what could happen if you do this, if you do that. If they run this play, this is what we're doing. So we watched last year's tech game, and we saw that they ran a wheel action against our zone. Well, to go to the point of two backdoor cuts, we talked about that. We went over. Um, at the end of the day, self-imposed, I talked about it at nauseum. He didn't get it. The player didn't make the adjustment. It's still my fault. So I'm good with that. I can live with it. I'm going to do the same thing next game. And I'm going to do all the preparation, and I'm still going to take the blame. In this business, all the wins, kids. All the losses, me. That's what this business is. Kenny Payne, post-game uh, discussing. Wasn't my fault, but... It would be nice if that he actually lived up to that part of it where, you know, every time we lose, it's my fault. Well, every time they lose, whenever I hear post-game press conferences, it's the kids didn't execute the way we taught them to and they don't know what they're doing and all that kind of, like don't give me this oh every time we win it's on the kids and every time we lose it's on the coaches when you have never displayed that in post-game press conferences so don't be a hypocrite well I mean that that's how it works in general when you win it's supposed to work that way. I think it does work that way largely I, I think but he's if never they were, done it but I way. think if but, they're winning you you spin that as, and I'm not saying you, just in general, it's spun as, hey, he's taken, he's given, he's hoisting the players up, but then he's taking responsibility for the loss. If you're winning, we're not picking apart no, the press no, conferences. Uh, absolutely. If only that's, he did take responsibility right. for the losses, then I would believe every, whatever he's saying. Well, he's and, never done it. So. And that's that's been a criticism that a lot of people have had. Um, look, I, you know, I go, <laughs> every time I go back to Jeff Walsh. Shocker. Uh you know, you listen, for instance, after the winning against Miami last Sunday. Get a lot of uh, face. No, that was the Duke game. I saw you. On, no, yeah, on, we didn't get it. Trust me, we got no face time in the Miami game. We were in a terrible spot there. Um, but the that game, the post-game interview talking to him, like, if you just listened to that, you'd have thought, well, we got beat. Um, couldn't get him to say a positive <laughs> much, many positive words about the win. It was a great win on the road uh, to open ACC play, and he did say that. But uh, in breaking down the game, it was a lot like, you know, we, we go over this stuff, and it's just like, they, then they just don't do it. I've got to get them to play. But like, that's what he always says I've got to get them to play better defense or you know we go over he says a lot of the similar things to what Kenny says but the difference is uh Walls he's got positive his, deposits he's gone to four final fours and they won the game he's talking about this after after a big win uh which is certainly uh, a big part of it but it's always kind of similar stuff saying that you know we've got to they've got to do better got to do better but he, it's always phrased like I've got to get them to do this i've got to get them to do that and um i don't know he's a master like first of all yes the positive deposits like what he's done the the resume is is really um you know unquestionable but the other part is he's a master at like media well yeah he's really good at it and i think that's what it goes back to so 
and Blank and Baker put this out there, and it's going zero to the coaching. Who do you want to see and everything? So I, I want to put a gauge out there. It's got like 3,500 votes on Blank's Twitter poll of what he put out there, who you like to see for the next coach and who uh-huh. you like to see for that. So I, I think that's where we are. But also, our buddy Rutherford put something out yesterday. It was like a strong contender among many strong contenders for most embarrassing sequence of the season. This was uh, 70 seconds into the – I'm sorry, 50 seconds into the game. Yeah, it was Sky early. Clark tried to hit it off to Mike James. And I'm literally looking at this. Steel. Steel. Dunk. dunk. But the jogging only f- – Two guys get back yeah. in the jaw. And this was the thing we talked about last year, the, where there wasn't the guys in the roster that was used. And I, I was like, I, we'll grant no, you the argument for no, that. But, which I never grant no. the argument. But, but like... And, but it gave, and, and, it gave Kenny Payne a, an out of yeah. saying, we, okay, we're going to and, question it, but we'll grant him his, his argument. And I, I don't want to say this either. I, I don't want to make it sound like that I'm saying, hey, they're not giving effort because I think they are giving effort. Everybody has a front row seat in terms of Bob and Paul. I think they're the, playing the, hard. The, the TV or, commentators that are up there, the, they, the, they say it as well. They, at least they think they're playing hard. Right. But like something like that, not getting back. I mean, Kenny Payne called a timeout right after that. Like, it, yeah, it's like something like where's that energy that you should be <laughs> right but are we going to really give these guys a cookie for playing hard? Like that should no, not be no, 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 no. But no, I'm just but, saying but this just is saying, indicative. No, I, I, I'm a, people. Pe- I hear people say, "Oh, they don't play hard," but I, I don't know that that's true. Um, but something like that, fifty seconds into the game, where they don't get back, like I, I don't think they're even like thinking about the fact that they're not hustling back. Like it's not even on their minds. Like. It's just oh, stealing a, a dunk. It's a and repeated thing. Of course, it's a repeated five thing. Or six and clips during the game, a hundred percent. And well, that and that is, I mean, that's coaching. And now, now I've seen it. And Double D always calls this the you know the sign of the apocalypse. It's one of the the, the horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, the fade on fade because you're seeing that. And there's something that's been circulating a little bit. I can't remember if it was on Twitter. Somebody sent me a screenshot. It's all a blur with the Matrix on my weekend in the group chats that I'm in. As you can imagine, the the smut that gets sent to me over the weekend is uh, well, no sure one wants to be in my uh, group messages and stuff. If I ever got uh, had to do an open records request, like newsman loosens out for the attendance. Your boys and others are going down with me uh-huh. for some good stuff. But anyways, right. uh, the, the thing that I go back to, it's just when you discuss just the overall program and where it is right now and just how you get some random CW play-by-play guy that comes in, it's like, yeah, this isn't what it should be. That's some guy that maybe he's called some games here before. And I know it's I've, I've seen the whole notion of, oh, well, the, the, the players see that it's only 5,000 fans in a 22,000-seat arena. And then, you know, they, they feel that pressure, and it's on the fans who are not showing out, things like that. Let me just... This is not the norm. Like, having 5,000 fans at a college basketball game anywhere else is really good. So I, I'm just not going to do that argument. I saw that from multiple people yesterday circulated out there. It's like trying to say it was on the fans for not going. I'm like, that is asinine to me. Because didn't Trey White come from USC? That is, he, he was blown away for, what was it, the, the one of the exhibition games, or maybe against Bellarmine, of what it could be. He's like, man, this is a lot louder than anything I ever played at USC. So this is... Even though it's very, very, very bad for Louisville Snares, I think Eric Crawford put it out there. It's still really, really good 
from college basketball standards. And I'm not trying to say that as a head pat, but it just don't use that as a crutch to say why this is why the, they're playing poorly is that there's 5,000 fans in a 20,000 seat arena. Like that, come on. Like, if you can't get fired up because the fans aren't there. These that, guys have played in AAU gyms exactly. and, you know, you know uh, fair and expo centers all yes. over the place that I'm sure they don't have 20 people there. Yeah, so. that, that's a personal problem if you can't get up. Like, you should just be motivated for the, for the fact that you're playing for the University of Louisville. Right. And personal pride, you know, if nothing else, hey, maybe show the NBA scouts that I'm ready to go play at the next level. The, the fans, whether they show up or not, should not be any part of how hard you play or your motivation or anything like that. And to use it as a crutch, I think, is just... And again, it's a small sample size, but I saw it, I think, in some of Eric Crawford's uh, responses or quote tweets of what he put out about some of the um, attendance numbers out there. So that that was just something that was circulating. So you tell me, do do you think we should react to the game? Do you think? I guess we kind of did for 20 minutes right there. We talked about the game, yeah. And it just goes zero to coach it because I'll give you some of the suggestions from Blank's tweet that's getting some circulation because we got two more months of this. So that's where... Yeah, that's kind of the hard part. It's kind of... um, yeah, I, 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 I don't – and, like, talked about it. I think there, there, there has been progress on the offensive end of the floor. Um, I don't think there's been much progress on the defensive end of the floor. And um, and that's, that's kind of where it is. And, you know, how many games will they win this year? What, what, we had the over-under the other day for ACC wins. I think me and Ethan put it at three and a half. Which sound, that sounds about right. Look, and, it? And, it, and that's being that's being generous. generous we said that I, before the pit game. We thought that was one of their more winnable ACC games. Yeah, they had started zero and three. Also, made them kind of dangerous because they they oof, they, they need a win. To win. Yeah, I mean that's a team that people thought could be in the NCAA tournament going into the year in pit. And um, every time were, I see Capel, I just think of Double D calling him hot dog neck. I mean, it's just okay. It, I, I know well, it's just geez. it's. <laughs> It's just every time I see him, it's just like that was such a great rant from him. Uh, but no, I, I've seen suggestions on the text line of just other names out there because I, I think when you see some of the names, because I'm of the belief, it, and you may be able to get some of the guys that Blank and Baker uh, suggested. Sure, let's out there. talk about some names. Let's, let's talk All about right. this. So this is what he put out there: Scott Drew, Chris Breard, uh, Mick Cronin, Jerome Tang, and whatnot. And obviously, Why? look, can I ask a yes. question? Like three of those names been around a while. And I, I get it. Mick Cronin, obviously, a connection here, was an assistant here. Scott Drews won a national championship. Chris Beard took Texas Tech to a national title game with mostly transfers and uh, obviously has some baggage now, but but has done a really good job at Ole Miss this year. Minus last night, but yes. For, Their first loss yeah. of the season, though. And I know Jerome Tang took K-State on a really great tournament run last year and that was so much fun wouldn't you have this at least similar concerns about hiring jerome tang following this i've seen his name a lot well no, and i'm not saying you same thing well no because he's, he's, he's got all of one plus year of head coaching experience well i, I think it goes back to this i think it's going to be and maybe you can sway away some of these you know individuals because i think with like the um you know mick cronin buyout stuff is interesting and i know their record is an indicative of where a lot of folks want it to be there scott drew just had a brand new practice facility won a national championship there bobby uh bobby v always says you can't money whip guys to where it's like hey if you're in a good situation to where you won a championship there you built your 
your own thing there. You could be what, quite frankly, what Denny Crum did here in the 70s and early 80s, and it can be your own thing, and you don't have to go to a place for that. But money does talk, and again, I don't claim to know the finances of this. Another storyline in there, everyone talks about the buyout, and this is something that you and I discuss. Our buddy Jack Grossman, uh, Field of 68, joined Strebel. Uh, I believe I was on there for a little bit. I can't remember. The last three weeks have been a blur. But the, the buyout goes down March 31st. That's Final Four weekend. What was the one thing you saw with Chris Mack doing when he was hired as a Louisville coach? He was doing the rounds on college game day well, from the Final Four. Uh, see, I think that there's probably a way to... I don't know, maybe not. But there might be a way to, like... He's terminated as of March 31st. Okay. Well, no, I don't have view, but I'm just saying there's do the Brian Ferentz thing where they said, oh, he can remain the Iowa's offensive coordinator. But as soon as the season ends now, he's no longer the guy. He's employed so, through so I March guess 31st. We're, we're here with. I don't know. We'll see. With the sexy names that are out there. I'm of the belief. Yeah. It's probably going to be. And I'm okay with this, by the way. And I've said this multiple times. Somebody that's not as sexy as of a name that you're just going to have to sit in it for seven months. But it's a national search, and it's not just laser focused on one individual. Well, I think we've that, yeah, I think we're pretty apparent. I think that we've danced that dance yes. before. Yep. And it could be a hypo situation with Tennessee where it's kind of like ho hum, and then you're pleasantly surprised at the start of the season with well, some of the results out there. But you have to sit in it for a little bit because it's not going to garner a ton of excitement. Well, th- that's that's the thing I've talked about with people too, and I don't I can't remember if we've talked about it on the show here or not. You cheating on me? No. I just mean talking about yeah. with, with people in life, um, at work, in various places. Water cooler talk. Yes. There it is. Exactly. Do th- There aren't... I think we have talked about it here a little bit. There aren't many names left out there because of all the retirements and various things that are like, that are like Rick Pitino hires back in the early 2000s that are going to excite everyone and put everyone back in the building immediately just because of the name you hired there aren't many of those left there might be a few like if somehow jay wright decided he wanted to come out of retirement and coach here i don't think that's particularly likely but like i think that would do it right yeah but beyond something like that how many are there scott drew who's won a national title has been stellar at baylor might fall into that category. Yeah, but you're going to have to pay them, and that was something that where, look, I mean, with, I don't claim with, to know the finances here, but, you know, it, that's something. I, I'm With, with all that, due respect to all the other names, though, like, would, would Chris Beard pack the building if you hire him? Maybe. I don't know. Would Mick Cronin pack the building? That, that's my You point. would get some of the old crew back together with the Patino connection yeah, with that, but, again, there, but, there's still going to be some but th- that, nooks and crannies of yes, open, to, yeah. To your point, I, I don't know... There's a very, very short list of names that you could hire that would immediately, just like that, everyone's like all the way back. And now, let me interject here because I think Zachy C and I've talked about this off the air too. That I don't think that should because I've u- heard folks use that as a reason to in order to retain Kenny Payne of saying because no, 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 that's no, not no. what I'm saying. No, no, and I, and I know that, but let me just say you shouldn't be married to something that is not working and things like that. So right. I, I think. There is going to be a national search, as there should be, and it's going to be some because I say it all the time. I know Greer came on when he was doing more media here, and he suggested Greg Gar, and a lot of people were like, "Greg, what? You can't top twenty-five team again? Mm. Not a sexy name, no." Chris Holtman, well, his Kentucky connections, Steve Forbes, Wake Forest. You think that would be? <laughs> 
I mean, deemed accept. Again, I, I'm not sold on these guys, yeah, but these it, are the names I'm talking I about. In the waters that you're probably going to be swimming in versus Chris Beard's situation. The guy that the old Miss AD threw a lifeline to him. It is. For, and it, what does that loyalty remain there for? Like, does he want to be? Could he build his own thing there? After just the, you know a cup of coffee at Ole Miss, have tried to do that. So Chris, uh, or I'm sorry, Mick Cronin, a lot of money, a lot and, of money, and a lot of money. Let's, let's look at the record and right as now. It, as Texters points out, they're they're not very good this year. Um, but I mean, you don't want to judge it on one year, obviously. Um, but yeah, a lot of money you'd have to throw for the buyout there. Scott Drew doesn't make a ton of money, relatively speaking, and doesn't have a big buyout, relatively speaking. So. But the peace of mind of, you know, it's his thing. You know, like right. that's that's something that Bobby that's, V talks that's a, about. That that's says, a big Look, question. I talked to these guys when I'm on the side. Like they got good things going there. And if like how much money do you put on peace of mind of just like, hey, I'm not going to go in and expect it to win. Some guys have egos and they, that's what they want. They're wired that way. But there's some individuals like Bill own thing here, won a national champion. Not saying he can kick his feet up there, but not, no. I mean, he's he's got a, a, a recruit that it's Kentucky, Duke and Baylor. It's that, not like he's poorly paid either. at Baylor. Yeah. They've given him a decent amount of money. And look, but relative some, to other yes. big time college basketball coaches. Fair. Like top tier national championship coaches, he doesn't make near what some of them make. No, but I don't think he even makes as much as Kenny Payne makes. No, but there's something to the fact that he built that program. It's the greatest rebuild in the history of college sports. Sure. He's won a national championship, and Baylor's in the top 10, top five, it seems like every single year. As long as he's there, they're going but to be in the mix to go to the Final Four and compete for a national title. Supposedly, Why would he leave? supposedly their NIL um, engine isn't great either, nah, which I yeah. think could. Uh, could lead you to leave it, um, because it possible. makes recruiting much, much more difficult. Well, but he I, seems to be doing a decent enough job with recruiting because well, he seems to have top players. It seems like every year, and Baylor is one of the more aggressive teams in the transfer portal. I see no reason for Scott Drew to leave. Well, I'm just saying, if you're looking at the top 25 here, and it's probably a better exercise to go to like Ken Palm and offensive uh, efficiency and things like that, the things that you really want to be laser focused on. But top 25, I mean, outside, if I'm looking at the top 10 right now, I think we're in agreement that, that Shaka Smart through his connections that Wisconsin is probably going to stay there. That's probably I the, think so. Kelvin yes. Sampson due to his age is probably going to stay at Houston. Yeah. Everyone else, in my opinion, is pretty locked in. Maybe Brad Underwood at Illinois is something that could get out there. But, I mean, but again, but you're still roll, that, that's my point of this exercise. You're rolling the dice no, and how no, much clarity do you have on that? So then you go to Mark Pope. People are going to pick apart the Kentucky connection right there. Dusty like, May. You got Dusty May. People you like got, Dusty May. Uh, obviously, you got the James Madison coach. You got uh, Greg Gar. You got uh, English at Providence, a first-year coach there but in the top 25 so again just had a bad injury to Bryce Hopkins let's say for instance if Dusty May took the job would you be worried about him just in four or five years leaving to go back to Indiana or is it a big enough job that's like no as soon as you have this kind of job you don't go anywhere look I mean that's going to be the exercise that's a good problem Drew always says this you want guys to go after your guys so I mean if you're in that situation that means that he's a highly sought after I don't think coach I don't think you would shy away from hiring him I wouldn't for for that. I, I don't. But Nico uh, Meved at uh, Colorado, State. Colorado State. These are. I just want people to be prepared when you hear some of these names and when the the odds come out for the next coach. They may not be sexy names, and that's okay because at some point you have to pass the baton to the next person up. But just know it's not going to be this exciting, you know, everybody kumbaya on a coach because they're they're just not out there unless you, the names you listed was Scott Drew who won a national team because I think everyone else is pretty much locked in there 
or isn't going to excite or leave uh, those. So that that's just kind of the exercise that we we've uh, I've been looking at with just some up and coming coaches. Brian Dutcher, San Diego State. Is that sixty four years old? Is he? he, he leave yeah, San Diego. Exactly. I don't think he's. Why would you leave San Diego? It's the easiest weather to forecast he's, every single day. He's not. No. Um. I. Yeah. I. It, that's kind of where, like the. You know, even a program like Duke with Mike Krzyzewski leaving, obviously they went with a hand-picked successor, but it, it's John Shire who hadn't been a head coach before. When Roy Williams retired in North Carolina, it went to Hubert Davis, who'd never been a head coach before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even programs like that trying to obviously keep it in the family. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just, there's not, to me... Many, there's a few, but there's not many just massive names that are going to bring people all in right from the jump. It's going to, as you said, take some time, and uh, we'll I, see. We'll I don't see think if and when it comes to that. Name. I don't think it has to be just a proven a guy with a proven track record, a guy who's coached before. I think, Louisville but it's going to be that. like a middle tier or a less. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be. And and I understand that's how it works. But let's say it's the JMU coach. Let's say it's the Furman coach. Sure. Let's say it's the Colorado State. You're, you're taking a chance on something. And I just, I, I'm telling you, just because we've seen this song, it's not the Rick Batitas of the world. Chris Mack was coming off being the national coach of the year. Right. I understand Kitty Payne was a little bit more of a unique situation, but I, I just want people to be open-minded and prepare themselves to just sit back and say, hey, this national sh- uh, search is going to be out there. There's going to be some non-sexy-ish names, dare but I say. At this point, you'll take anything, wouldn't you? I think you... Yeah. I, I think, mean, yeah. based on what's happened the last couple of years, that should make think, global fans more patient with the new guy. I think people are going to be happy with anything. Uh, it's not going to make anybody more patient with anybody. Uh, look at a year. But if it's not... Right. If it's like this in year two, where there's not a lot of improvement... There's not going to be a lot of patience. That's right. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text on. Let's knock out some text. I think the last thing these players should want is twenty thousand of us in that arena. They currently are getting five thousand nice fans. You add the other fifteen, and that place will become <laughs> instantly toxic. Uh, That's very possible. Sat was an up and coming coach, um, and you have to get an elite coach. Sat was a was a good coach. Uh, let's see uh, Holtman and Greg Blow. But again, those are the waters that. You were probably those were the names that were mentioned last go around, along with like Steve Forbes and things like that of possible contenders. I know Kevin Willard was in the mix and everything, but I think uh, Blinken Baker asked him the question when it was the Big Ten ACC challenge, and uh, his thoughts were well known about the way Louisville treated his mentor and, yeah. and, and father figure Rick Petito. Throw a bucket of cold water on Chris Holtman. I'm not a fan of him. Well, you, you know the the ongoing story there that yes. uh, his parents listened to Issel and Pratt all the time. There you go, BBN. So that I mean, come on. We, 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 we've done we've done these shows for yeah. the, the big blue board, Zach EC. You didn't have to live through this no, stuff, man. If you're this, a local no. fan, though, are you excited about hiring a coach that's never been to the Sweet 16 at Ohio State? It's only been once when he was at Butler. Really? No. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm not so sure that he would get it. Uh, please, let's see. Sat was an up-and-coming coach. Beard is a top-ten coach. You can flip this in a year. You won't get this chance again. That coming down on the text line. It Maybe, but... Yeah. 
It he has to want to take the job. Right, exactly. It doesn't have to be sexy. It just needs to work. No, I agree with you on that. Uh, Scott Drew is literally non-psychotic Rick Pitino. I'm telling you right now, Chris Beard is above the Louisville job. Okay, so there you go. And if you don't want to judge Jerome on one bad year, then don't judge uh, Jerome on one decent run in the NCAA tournament. That coming down on the text line. Um, he doesn't have baggage. The charges were dropped. Don't allow uh, that. Okay, movement on these. Okay, you know I agree. Okay, I see what that was. No, no, I, yeah, no. I the charges are dropped, but I'm just saying there's going to be tentacles with some of those things. It's going to get brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Dusty May, give me Dusty May. Not sure why we won't see his name more. No, I mean, look, you go to a Final Four, and and, and Drew and Blank say this all the time. How many of these coaches make? either a contract extension or they get played up for a big job after the you know first and second and third rounds of the NCAA tournament. Like, you get a guy who could, you know, make a run, instantly you're the next guy up and you get in a contract, and that's how the business works. UCLA may be bad this year. Uh, as UofL this year, they're awful. Cronin is smug and petty as they get. UofL, please, please hire Mick Cronin. I'll drive to L.A. and pick him up. <laughs> Richard Patino is something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be complicated. That would be. Wouldn't it be? Just a little bit. Yeah, that would be rich. All right, uh, let's get we'll Literally. get to some more text uh, on there, but then we go to our buddy Joe for a cup of Joe this morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing really good. Uh, I've got no answer for your, you know, for Universal Louisville's head coaching job. Uh, I'm I just not even going to try to, 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 you know, to address that problem. But the problem is every time y'all put five thousand in the Yum Center. That's about 15,000 people that could be added to the uh, tax base that the city of Louisville needs. And if the Louisville needs it, the state of Kentucky needs it even more. So hopefully the the athletic department of U.S. Louisville can solve this problem pretty soon because uh, the state of Kentucky needs every, every tax dollar they can get. And uh, tomorrow night in Michigan and Washington, I hope Washington can do it because Michigan don't deserve that trophy after that cheating scandal. So... I'm I'm definitely praying for Washington. Y'all have a great day. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. You too. Thanks, Enjoy Joe. your cervezas at your Mexican restaurant. I know that's a Sunday ritual for Joe. Two great points by Joe there, buddy. I I think. Uh, yeah, I, I really want to see Washington win it too. Don't but we all? I also kind of want to see Michigan win it just because there's some awkwardness there. I think if they win, Jim Harbaugh is awkward when things are going well. Oh, let the, alone that, now. and that would be. That would be the pinnacle of things going well. It would be very awkward, and uh, so I kind of want to see that, but I really like Michael Penix, and I'd like to see him win it. Is that going to be in the record book in five years, whatever happens? Or is this going to be the Fab Five? Look, it'll be something. It'll be like USC's Heisman Trophy. I I actually don't think they're going to... Yeah, yeah they're like they're one it. of the they're, they're one of the country clubs. So well, yeah, they're, we'll they're in the country. Club. I, USC is a country club member, and they got theirs taken away. And Harbaugh's gonna. I, I mean, I bet he jumps out and goes to the NFL. Yeah, we're go- he just hired Don Yee, an NFL yeah. agent, and the Chargers job's going to be open. The Raiders job's going to be open. He'll have his pick. Harbaugh in Vegas with sunblock on his nose. That would be that would be rich. We'd like. I'd like to see that. Uh, I, I want to listen to some of it, it, it's. We'll leave our mics up. I want to listen to a little bit of the post game with Bob and Paul um, via Learfield. I want to listen to some of this. I didn't cut this, so we'll just leave this up. But just some of the my buddy sent me a couple things on that. But here was KP with uh, Bobby V and Paul Rogers breaking down yesterday's game. I think a lot of the same things that people get frustrated with press conferences. But since we have the rights of that exclusively on ninety three nine The Ville, uh, here's how some of that sounded. We'll replay some of that. Coach Bob and I were talking about how maybe it's because you made shots. There was something about when shots are going. 
going down, you kind of feel like the game is in a better flow. Nonetheless, it still wound up a 13-point loss. Some of the, the reasons why from you. Well, you know, one of the things I addressed the team with was, okay, explain this to me. You shot 51% from the field. You shot 47 from three. You shot 86% from the free throw line. Guys, if we shoot that ball that well and our offense is that efficient, how do we lose? Well, you lose by negating your field goal percentage with your turnovers. You lose by negating your three-point shooting with offensive rebounds. And that that's the difference. Well, that, and, and you said it in there because I was going to mention it. And nine points you gave up by fouling three-point shooters. Nine points. I mean. That's in a game like this. That's a lot. Of, that's a big margin. Yeah. You were so shorthanded today, and you're going to be shorthanded in the near future. How did you address it today? And is there anything you can do long term? Um, you know, we got to get next man up mentality, uh, which we've been talking about every day. Um, we thought as of yesterday we had J.J., um, and the accident happened, and I don't even know if it was an accident. I don't know what happened, but um, shoulder popped out and um, lost him for the rest of the year. And he worked so hard to come back. Um, his commitment to this program, his commitment to this team uh, was shown in how hard he worked to get back to be on the team uh, and help us win some games. Um, I'm hoping Emmanuel and Trey uh, are doing what they have to do the medical staff is on them about getting back. If it takes you 20 hours a, a day, then spend 20 hours a day to get back. Your team needs you. You know, I don't want to make it sound like the other guys don't want to play, so let me preface that. But there was a stretch, and I said to Paul, the five guys you had in there together, like towards when you had a run in the late in the first half and even to some, so those guys look like they, I saw, you always talk about Mike James clapping his hands defensively. Yep. They were dialed in with, yep. to what you were trying to do and to each other, and I was really encouraged by yeah. that. Did you get that sense, oh, yeah. that vibe? Oh, yeah. I, I get asked this question a lot. Do you feel like the guys have quit? I never feel like these guys have quit. Um, I feel like, and to be honest with you, I have a problem when I have non-confident basketball players on the floor. That bothers me. That probably is my number one pet peeve. I can handle mistakes. I can't handle looking at a player that knows I'm not going to have success. That bothers me. I'm not going to make this free throw. That bothers me. I'm not going to get this rebound. I'm neither athletic enough. That bothers me. I don't care if you're the smallest guy on the court to the biggest. I need players that will fight with confidence. And if they make mistakes, we'll live with it. In that, re- Just a little bit of the post game uh, on there. But no, I, I think... Bob has said this, and this has been something that I think has kind of circulated a little bit over the you're rewarding bad behavior. If it's interpreted as guys aren't playing hard. You just heard Kenny Payne and Bob and Paul say they didn't think that that was the case. But you see instances in which guys not getting back on defense and stuff like that. But, you know, some of the stars that were not in the game. You got some things from like whether it be Hersey Miller and, and things like that. So th- that's where I think it's like, Kenny, you can't keep rewarding them with playing time. Well, but but now now, now you have no option. You've got no choice. Um, Tim Sullivan asked about walk on Zach. You see, you want to try out for that? I mean, it can't can't I can't be any worse, right? At least I can shoot threes. I can give you a little. I can give Kenny, you a couple minutes. Oh yeah, I'm a good shooter. Listen, when you're when you're in the game, like an actual game. Do you think you could score a point against in high Tim high t- high talent Division One basketball? So not player? against the Louisville team. 
because no. they don't close out on shooters. I you're think not, I could get you're a not, wide open. So you're, you're not, think scoring, you're not could, scoring against Louisville. You're scoring. You're, you're playing for Louisville, so you have to score against well, somebody in practice. else. I, let's say in practice. He, well, yeah, you have to score practice. Oh, I could in practice, absolutely. If I'm playing against God, Louisville, I and they I really make you, this happen. I wish like, Sidney Curry was still on the your team. Whole if your whole thought is predicated on... You're going to be able to stand in the corner. Somebody's going to hit you, and you're going to knock down a shot. I don't think you could get the ball past half court. Actually, I don't think you could get the ball past the free throw line. You don't think so? No. If you, I know so. If you had to bring it up, well, I'm, I'm not, not so yeah. sure either. Well, like I said, depend, when I'm yeah, going think, up against high-level ACC teams, if I'm going against Duke or North Carolina or somebody like that, no chance. I think you might be able to like stand in the corner and hit a shot because there's a defensive breakdown. Somebody that's leads it, you to exactly, help. That's what, okay, that's so, well, now we're... Yeah, that can happen. They would leave Have you him. seen Louisville close out? They would out? leave you because like, we don't need to guard that guy. Yeah. Have you seen them close out on shooters or not close out on shooters? Yeah, I could get a no God, I really them. want to... ESPN Louisville Plus YouTube page. Like, subscribe, and hit that button. I think there is some content here. If you want to have some fun with it, uh, that would mean us getting access into the Keeper Center, which I do not think would happen at all with this segment I, that we are trying to I do. I do not overestimate my basketball talent. There's, I'm not going to tell you that I'm a great dribbler, there's great There's two rebounder. programs in the Keeper Center. You think even better. Let's do it with Louisville yeah. women's basketball. I would have a better chance against the men than the women. Well, Title IX's Zach Jeff Walls is well-coached. He's, that's a well-coached team. They know what they're doing. I really want to make this happen. I do, too. I do, too. Two, six, seven, nine, six, eight is a photo for Zachy C. Does not lack confidence Like I said, I don't overestimate my basketball skills. I I heard you said you're a knockdown shooter. I can't dribble. I can't rebound. I can't defend. I I couldn't defend anybody. I play matador defense. Everybody blows right past (laughs) me. But... I can shoot. That's about it. Okay. All you right. get me at the free throw line. Pitcher I'm making like, two. We need to get you on a halftime um, thing, like with the guys that would just remember that guy at Freedom Hall that would just knock down all the threes. Oh yeah, we've well. Oh yeah, the the doctor, I haven't been doing gave it like a year. Oh, and I wanted half, to do so the half court shooting. No, contest. I. They yeah. They, get me out of the straight jacket. Have, How about that? It's layup, free throw, three pointer, half court shot to win something. I don't like remember what the is. I really want to make this happen. Uh, God bless Bob and Paul right now uh, for having to sit in plowing through the season. I want to see Olivia just body Zach. Ha, ha, ha. That would be funny. She would. It, she it probably would. would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Ross McMains is who L needs. Funny story. I told you I saw him out at the Summer League. He's playing for like the main, uh, whatever the coach had sold. Yeah, playing, listen, right? sorry. Yeah, sorry. Zach he's okay. planted that in my mind with uh, all the, the playing that he's yeah. going to do. But anyways, uh, he's he was on the sidelines for the Celtics Summer League team. So The I main think, Red Claws? Yes. The yes. Red Claws? Yes. yes. The Red by you. Claws. Jerry Smith used to play for them. He added me on LinkedIn. I thought I was like being catfished not too long ago. I don't know how he knows me. but One of the all-time great moments. Running, in into, what, yes. running into the Marquette hitting, cheerleader hitting or the, the fan? Hitting the three and running into the fan. It was great. Uh, it's an abysmal mess at UofL men's basketball. The Courier-Journal, mind you, yesterday said, Payne not capable to fix the basketball situation. I did see that, uh, Reed. I don't know if that was the C.L. Brown column right there, but that's some of the things that um, I saw circling. I promise we'll get to Kentucky. That is the, you know, I'm the, surprised Ricky Jones would, would print that. I did have a subscription to that one. Did you read the Joe Girth article? No. I don't have a subscription. Shocker. I want to read that. I wonder CL Brown, big fan of CL Brown though. CL Brown I mean, he's just the best dressed man. He's a in- big fan of me, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's some of the best sound of uh, 2023. I, I wanted to put together a montage uh, on that. Yes, Jeff Brom is crushing in the transfer portal by all accounts. We'll dive into that, but we're not going to fake take it. Uh, yes. Break down, uh, you know, the Texas A&M. Big, big running back out of uh, what, Toledo? Was yes. Toledo? That's uh, up in Zachy C's neck yeah, of the woods. Yeah, offensive player of the year in the MAC. Hey, he's really good. And, you know, if you're going to lose George Jordan and Isaac Arendo, that's actually a pretty good pickup for him. Like, I don't know if it's, oh, a, it's not necessarily a net positive, but it's not really a big net negative either. Like, no, that backfield's I, about the same. I, 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 I continuously see individuals thanking Jeff Brom during, like, dreadful basketball games <laughs> for the Brady Brom commit that goes up for that. So that's been the the one thing that I know people have been consistent about is thanking him for uh, providing that. So I'm trying to see this piece that you were talking about, uh, from, or that the individual was talking about, to say that it's leading to, yet yeah, it's not sustainable. Okay, so a half a season... Here it is. A season and a half into Kenny Payne's tenure, Louisville basketball is still broken. And on Saturday's 83-70 to 70, lost the pit, it was another indication that he doesn't have the tools in place to fix it. So I don't know if that means he needs additional players or... Who wrote that? C.L. Brown. So okay. Brown, Kenny Payne inherited a broken Louisville program. Saturday showed he can't fix it. Actually, yes, that is... I don't know if he wrote that... Uh, Headline right there, but that is the headline for the Courier Journal, and I need to log in, and I don't know my password for that, so I will lock on McLean uh, speed read it here in a bit. We're inching closer to the top of the hour. I promise we'll talk about Kentucky. I think and- I might know your password. <laughs> Do you still have it? <laughs> to get it? That's funny. Yeah. Uh, they, they did the recent. I gave everyone, man. I'm, uh, yeah, it's bad. It's Netflix is catching on to that, by the way. I had to yeah, like, Netflix is, but. CL, uh, Gannett. Not Gannett just yet. Not yet. They have the, maybe they'll get the AI security team on that and we'll get on it. Uh, he's Nick Kern. I'm Phil Baker. Reminder, we got you covered with wall-to-wall action. If you're driving around today for uh, the NFL games after us, and we got you covered for the um, Montana-South Dakota State FCS game, one 30 on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN will have via Westwood 1 and then Chargers Chiefs coming up 4 o'clock on 93.9 The Ville. Dolphins and Bills on all sticks for a little Sunday night football. Should be a fun one. Zach was telling me the scenario of how they could still sneak up to like the number 2 slot or not even make the playoffs. What was the scenario for Who's this? that? The Bills? Yes. So Buffalo is in a position where if the Jaguars win today against yep. the Titans, then Buffalo has to win tonight to make the playoffs. But if they win they would have the tiebreaker against the Dolphins because they would have the same record and they would have swept the Dolphins. But if they lose, Buffalo's out, Pittsburgh is in. No disrespect to the Steelers. I think we would all, every major AFC contender, would much rather see the Steelers in the playoffs than the Bills. So basically, you're rooting hard if you're an AFC contender for the Jags to win and and for the Bills to win. And the Dolphins to That's win right. and the Bills to lose. Because you're telling me yeah. the Ravens are worried about playing the Dolphins after they beat them by a billion last week. Uh, who would? I don't even know if you're the Ravens. If the Bills don't make it, the only team in the AFC that would worry me at all is Cleveland. I'm still be worried by Kansas. City. Yeah, the yeah, Chiefs. They they're can, not the. the I mean, they feel like the Chiefs of old, but they still the, got the, Pat the, Mahomes. The, the, yeah, just just Fair. don't count the Chiefs out. Yeah, because it's like it's Tom Brady be, and the Patriots. Yeah. So you, they limp in, but they're in. Watch out. Yeah, it'll be interesting because Mahomes will actually almost certainly have to play a road game for the first time in his uh, playoff career. Because every game's either been in Arrowhead or the Super Bowl. Well, there you go. Zachy sees break it down. You were like Allen from the hangover with the equations right there, just breaking down all the scenarios. Do you know where the FCS title game is, by the way? Is that in... Is it in Montana? No. Montana's in the game. Okay. Where's it at? Frisco, Texas. Oh, it's in Frisco. At the Star. How about that? Yeah. Shout Old out to Frisco. Isn't that where the Conference USA tournament? We're going down a wormhole. Yeah, Conference USA tournament's been there. Uh, they've had the Division Two Elite Eight there. Isn't it like Dickey's Arena? 
they do have a Dickies Arena, but I don't know if that's in Frisco. That boy, might be we, in Fort Worth. Boy, we, we're we're getting to a yeah. I'm a pretty halt. sure we, that's TCU's. We, We need to get to a break. We uh, do. On the other side, we'll talk about Kentucky and Florida. We'll talk about some of the NFL games. We'll talk about the transfer portal. We'll talk about global women's basketball, Bellarmine, Lipscomb. We'll break it all down right here on your sports station, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Asleep till... I don't think it, I don't I didn't hear anything inappropriate. Just three Jewish guys rapping. Boy, I sure heard something. Nick does have an ear for this. I was actually reading. I didn't know if you were playing this because the ECC tournament was in Brooklyn. I believe it's in Washington D.C. Back at the Capital One Arena. That I still didn't pull the trigger on hitting the button in here, but yeah, we'll live with it. Yeah, it's foot on the pedal. It ain't that. Now what? What do you think with? they said? Yeah. Come on, Nick. What do you think they said? I don't. I don't think that's coming up at twelve oh five. Nick and Zach break down the Cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp. Oh, that was fantastic! I actually it? watched that. Did you see how many views that got? It's got like twenty three million views. He called out everybody there. Didn't hear any of it. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. He calls out everyone in Hollywood for stealing jokes, and it's pretty good. Uh, the, the one thing he lost me on. Did you watch the entire interview, Zach? Yes. You see? Okay, so basically, it. I'm sure there's some underbelly of. Hollywood that has you know tendency of stealing jokes or just <laughs> Amy Schumer sure yes but uh, it, it's fascinating to me the overall storylines uh, that took when he started talking about call out Kevin Hart and he basically let's remember Cat Williams is what 5'4 120 pounds I don't even know if he's 5'4 yeah that's being with cleats on at the combine that's, that's right. being generous and, and, a, and a weight vest he calls out all these people that he says, walk by me in the hallway and see what happens. It's as if he were, you know, Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was implying that he would do some like harm to some of these people or play pickup basketball. Like, what, you're, you're still Cat Williams. And wasn't there were people. I, I don't really know anything about Cat Williams. So you, have you ever seen Friday? Yeah, I mean, oh like, wow, that is a shock! Wow, I've seen, I did not expect. I've that. seen some of his stand-up stuff, but I don't really know anything about him beyond that. There were people upset that Shannon Sharp didn't ask him certain questions. No, he, they were upset. I think he was upset that he didn't ask the previous comedians previous questions. And Shannon Sharp's thing was, "Well, oh. how would I have known? Right. Like about these things that you're you're saying." You. So that was you. at least that's kind of what I took away from the interview. Boy, we are that, that that's Louisville basketball being so bad. duty. We're talking about Cat Williams Shannon Sharp interview. I know we're going to talk can, about. Some of We've got to talk Kentucky because they got a big win yesterday. We boy did they. We have a texter. I want to. You getting got by the internet? See if this is what I think it is. I don't know if I can click on it or not. This computer's so old. It was probably a bad idea. The texter sent a Twitter link to the uh, to the text line, which. Oh no! It's the, it's the Sky Clark walking off the court and Manning tries to stop him. Uh, Sky Clark I, actually provided context. Yeah, the, the, in, in watching it, I saw it. 
in real time, I was like, that doesn't look like it's anything. You could kind of read uh, Danny Manning's lips saying, like, hey, you need to go down there. Our, our buddy it, Jeff Leitze, you listen to him, 10 a.m. Actually, he was on early yesterday because of the pregame in Learfield uh, mm-hmm. on 93.9 The Ville. He put out the comment that was out there. I think it was from the 3.5KY guys. He says, Sky Clark said this, man, don't try to make nothing into something. I have major respect for all the coaches. I would never do anything to respect anybody, especially Coach Danny. Any meaning. He was telling me there was blood on my jersey and I was trying to get the trainer to wipe it off. So that's what that was when apparently it looked like he was blowing by uh, Danny Manning right there. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's that's but again, that's where you are when you I deal know, with this. It's that's, just, but it's that one was a stretch. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, do we want to get to Eric before we get to yeah, the Kentucky should. talk? Because I know Zach C's got a lot of thoughts about that game. All right, Eric, how are you? Happy New Year, Eric. How are you? Going once. Hey, can, can y'all oh, hear? Yes, me? Oh, yes, there yes. you are. Yeah, right. you're back, uh, baby. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I had to switch over from the car to the reel. Um, but yeah. 2024, y'all. It, it, this is the first show, technically, of 2024, and it is. There's a there's a lot going on, and you know, uh, I got to say, one of the funniest moments though in sports, <laughs> it always just cracks me up, is like when you're they're playing basketball and the ball gets stuck on the rim. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the Florida Florida had a great block on who was that Antonio Reeves yesterday? Got wedgie up in there, yeah. Yeah, Shepard's last shot before the end of the half ended up getting wedgied on the rim. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's just like everything's going along, and then everybody just like stops or something. Like, oh man! But hey, what about Jeff Wall's women's team? The the, the Louisville women's thousandth win. I mean, I, in honor of that, I, I have got to sing the fight song. Oh hell to the U.S. That's that's awesome, man. And they're going. Jeff Wall does, you know, he does a good job. I mean, he he coaches. I mean, he he's coaching, and that's what that's what it is. It's coaching, but at the same time, you know, everybody knows that that he loves them. But that's what you got to do. And you know, like with the men's team, I we hate it for Kenny Payne, man. I mean, everybody wants him to do good, but I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know if you do a coaching change right now. Yeah, from what the players have said, they all like the staff. Well, and that's what makes it complicated, and that's the, one of the things that you know with the Bobby Petrino stuff in the 2018, where it was used against Bobby Petrino. They didn't know where his offices there were. There was they, a disconnect. They, there was say. a disconnect there. But with this one, it seems like yeah, you heard Brandon Huntley Hatfield, you heard Sky Clark, you've heard them still continuously. Um, you just saw yesterday with the quote that I read from Sky Clark in there. It's complicated because he is a former player here, and we've always said it's more emotional than it is transactional when it gets there. Now, if you keep getting blown out by 30 points, and I know that last night was only, what, 13 what, what? How much does Josh Hurd put into the positive deposits, even in losses? There, because it is, regardless of what Kenny Payne says, it is about wins and losses. I know he says that it's not. He's trying to. Right. Yeah, but you, you really. I mean, especially at this point, what do you gain by pulling the trigger before the end of the season? I think that. Well, I mean, a lot of fans are, are wanting it. Um, yeah, it's but, interesting. You know, the the post game show last night. There were there were some that were calling in that are still supporting. 
Kenny Payne. And, you know, we all want him to do well. Again, I mean, if, like, if they were to turn it around right now, which just all the other. You know, no, it would be the same I mean, thing as what people have said that these biggest supporters that said they were wrong, they would say, okay, I was wrong about what he defined. But there has been, you're, you're wishing and hoping there is nothing substantial that you have seen that would indicate that it was going to trend in that positive direction. If you score better offensively like they did yesterday, you may, you lack defensively and you're out-rebounded. So there's just nothing there to put together a complete game, and this is what leads fans to be as angry as they are and why you're only getting about five to 6,000 at the M Center. Well, I, I, I agree with you, and, you know, hopefully hopefully things can change for the good. But, you know, y'all know that uh, – I don't know if y'all – well, I'm sure you don't, but on the caller, Eric Ford, you know, there could be – a choice of saying Louisville football will win the national championship, which I will say early first prediction in 2024 that Louisville football will make the playoffs next year. Or is the other one going to be on, you know, uh, referencing the, the great John Renshaw? But then y'all know what the other block would be, the other square. The great Rick Pitino. I don't – have y'all been following the St. John's? Because, you know, St. John's is sort of in a weird situation. Big win over Villanova yesterday. Yeah, nice win. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, like Iona, Iona was obscure enough because I got me an Iona shirt, and I was wearing it, and, you know, people were giving me props last year. But like, I can remember some tough games where Louisville played against St. John's. So, but, yeah, that was a, that was a huge win yesterday on the road. But their uniforms sort of remind me of the infrareds. Yeah, well, sorry, sorry. I was some, I was sending something to my phone on that. My phone was playing something on that. While I'm looking at top 25 coaches in one in college basketball. In case you may not know their names. Oh boy. Don't y'all think they're sort of a little bit like the infrareds uh, there? But yeah. So again, but congratulations, Louisville women's basketball, man. That video that was out was just absolutely incredible, and just all the great players and uh, you know, Coach Walls. I remember when Coach Walls was hired, and you know he just what he's done in terms of, you know, but the video of him when he first got hired, you know, looking younger, I'm not saying he looks old right now, but just a congratulations, Coach. Congratulations. Congratulations to the team. Congratulations to all the previous players and coaches. Uh, Big, big, uh, big thing. Eric, as always, buddy, appreciate the call, my friend. We will talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great week, y'all. Thanks, Eric. You too. I, uh, yeah, but that video was stellar. Um, encourage you to go check it out. I uh, retweeted it. It's on the U of L women's basketball Twitter account. About a ten minute video, just kind of looking back on uh, the history of the program. One thousand wins, got it over Duke. Probably the Cards' best defensive performance of the year, sixty one forty four on Thursday night. So, uh, great win there. Twenty seventh all time Division One women's basketball team to get to a thousand wins. Duke is also one of those teams. So appropriate that it came against them. And um, now the card's off until Thursday. They'll head to Pittsburgh to take on the Panthers and then back home next Sunday to play Wake Forest at 2 o'clock. So that's what's ahead this week. But uh, if you get some time, check out the video. It's really, really well done. Going back through about some... About 10 minutes, right? Yeah, about 10 minutes uh, going back through the history of of the program. It is it's really good stuff. He's Nick Kern. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter slash X at Nick Kern 35. Zachy C, your boy ZC, or what are they calling you on Issel and... Or I'm sorry, Issel and Louis. Now it's uh, Rabo and Co. That's yeah. me looking at a day at Issel yeah, old that. podcast right That's there. That's right. Uh, but BBZ? Yeah. Make sure you enunciate that, by the way. BBZ? Yes. BBZ. That's it. 
You got to say that just so people don't think it's the other thing. What, what, what could you be in? Twelve oh five. Okay, right there, Zachy C. I am Phil underscore underscore Baker. That's Phil underscore underscore Baker. Yes, I know. I got followed by uh, Jeff Brahms. Massive. Yeah. Fill in the blank last there week. You so go. There, that, that's the type of good content you will get only on that Twitter page. Reminder coming if you're driving around coming up after us. We got you for the FCS championship game at 1.30 via Westwood 1, Montana and South Dakota State. I think that's on ABC as well. Chargers and Chiefs, 4 o'clock on 93.9. The Bill Dolphins and Bills, uh, 7.30 on all sticks uh, via ESPN 680, 105.7 and 93.9. The Bill. All right, Kentucky, a big win down in Gainesville. Zachy C. had you on post-game show with Big Mike Gandolfo sure uh, on that. So, by the way, as you, and to kind of bring it full circle on the Louisville stuff. Like, it's just names that are being thrown out. I feel like a okay. lot of people are watching, like, coaches that they don't know a lot about it. Right. Todd Golden, young-ish. I think he's only next to Shire in terms of the second youngest coach yeah. in Power 5 Yeah, there. Gandolfo brought him up as a name last night. I did, yeah, that, that's something that could be flying under the radar. Not, you know, still young, about 37 or so, so you would have some time to grow with him. I don't know. About At Florida, that's right. have they gone to it? In, what season? It's second year of second Florida? Year. Yes. Yeah. He, he took over not. a bad situation yeah, last did. year, and they're ten and four now, and they gave Kentucky everything they wanted. They had won, probably should have won that game. They had won six straight, and uh, they were at least as of Friday. I don't know what it went off at. They were favored in the game yesterday. Yeah, right? three and a half point favorites yeah. right there. So, uh, but no big win. Aaron Bradshaw hitting a massive shot at the end of the game, struggling a little bit with Bradshaw and Dillingham at the in the first half. But uh, Reed Shepard may or may not have fouled. Florida player at the uh, end of he it. didn't touch him. Yeah, but again, you, you can't be in that situation where no, you know, that was that was shouldn't have been close. I, I thought Kentucky got a pretty bad whistle, uh, or the, the whistles were too much on both sides. Yeah, we're already was, in double bonus bad. with I like thought, eight minutes to go. I actually thought Louisville got a bad whistle yesterday. Um, were not, they that's, fit? Well, not that it mattered a little bit, but a, a couple of those fouls on the th- it was like. I, Anyway, um, yeah, th- that was a tough call late, though, on Reed Shepard. I-, I didn't think so, but um, it didn't matter. They had the cushion with a four-point lead, and um, it-, it ultimately didn't matter. They were able to, to put it away. I-, I think, especially in the first half, uh, one of the few times this year that Kentucky has played like a really young team, they haven't for most of the year, uh, th- these these guys – the young guys especially are kind of in basketball wise beyond their years I've thought um you know it was the first time they've been I mean I guess it's their second true road game because they played at at the KFC Yum Center but their first actual that was that was less of a road environment uh so their first really true road game in a hostile environment um and it's a conference game on the road and that is a, a heck of a win because it was um, a really good environment that came through well on TV yeah and you know to be able to, to do that with a young team to go on the road and, and find a way to win that kind of a game I thought was really impressive uh, Florida switching everything mm-hmm. sort of neutralized Kentucky's three-point attack which has been so important um, and it took a while I thought for them to get into the sort of flow of, of taking advantage of those mismatches when a big was maybe switched out on a guard. Um, but eventually they did and, and were able to, to get some buckets going to the rim. Uh, but I, 
I'll be interested to see if that's a blueprint that other teams try to use to stop Kentucky a little bit. Um, you have to have pretty versatile bigs, I think, to be able to do it because you have to have bigs that can guard perimeter guys, and um, that's that's tough and not something everybody has. But, um, yeah, they had to deal with that. A team switching everything that really – I mean, they only went 5 of 20 from 3, which has not been the norm this year. Uh, but they were able to, to eventually figure out a way to drive the ball and score. And I thought in the second half they, they kind of adjusted and settled into things. Uh, they, they also played it – like this is the thing that impresses me about Kentucky all year. They can get up and down and win. They did that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a high-possession game. Both teams had 68 shots. That's right. Uh, neither team turned it over a ton. And, like, they're probably even better in the half court because of how well they move the ball. They can win both ways. Which is surprising yesterday. They only had six assists yeah, they, for such a well-passing, good passing It team. is, but I think it's just they because... They kind of stayed away from it early on. It, 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 it just how the, up. Yeah. The, how the game was getting up and down, like, they were... It was a lot of one-on-one because they were just trying to beat the other team down the floor. Mm-hmm. And then I also think that... Um, the switching caused them to not have as many assists too because it was guys trying to take a potential mismatch off the bounce, which uh, which ended up working out. The game was really entertaining, uh, yes. fun game to watch, but th- they can win different ways, and, and that's what's impressed me. Defensively, I still don't think they're quite there and, and where they'll probably be by the end of the year that they're not a great defensive team uh but but again they can score and uh, they can score at a high level just about every night yeah they're gonna have to be a better on the defensive end of the floor especially closing out on shooters florida wasn't lauded as one of the best shooting teams in the country but in that first half they were torching the nets and it just seemed like they were getting wide open look after wide open look they did tighten it up defensively in the second half it was a big stretch Oh, he doesn't uh-huh. want any callers. It's making a point. So there was a big stretch there where they just kind of held Florida. I think they went three or four minutes without a basket, which kind of allowed them to get back into the game. I think we have to give a lot of credit to a couple guys in particular. Trey Mitchell and Antonio Reeves kind of carried them in the first half, kept yeah. them in the game. The two experienced, the, yes. two of the most experienced guys. Antonio no Reeves make, making a case to be an All-American this year. I think he's certainly going to be All-SEC. But I think the other guy we have to talk about, also, Aaron Bradshaw. For the oh, first 30 minutes of this game, he, he was struggled. terrible. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. I think he had one rebound, no points. Dillingham, too, you wasn't know, great since, either. Ever since BHH kind of took his lunch money, he really hasn't done, hasn't been all that great recently. But he had a He's big block. He's only played in two games yeah. since then. Yeah, but he had a big block, hit the big three. You know, Bradshaw had a... What he had a fifteen footer coming out of a timeout. They had a set play. Well, for and it was rebounding. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing that Calipari says. Like you're not going to play if you do not rebound. Yeah. And, he, and if you look at the sidelines, whatever he would get a rebound, some fall straight in his lap. Some he had to work for. Yeah. Cal was jumping with excitement on the sidelines because that's what he went for. By the way, we need to appreciate what just happened right there. Uh, Zachy C was midpoint. Yeah. Um. And, and the caller he exited out the phone he line completely because the he was making a point because this is sports talk radio and Zachy C is going to finish his point no matter what i'll get yeah we'll get to you cars don't worry about person that got knocked off when you heard the phone ringing i want to see bradshaw play with more sports i want to see him play with more physicality though well he's a freshman who's struggling but if you're gonna be that's but if you're gonna gonna take a little time if you're gonna be the highly touted prospect that everybody thinks you are and if you're gonna be a top five top ten pick then you got to play a little bit more Uh, that's not always true i mean mean, like the the nba is built off of the nba is the softest it's ever been give him a little give him a little bit of 
time. I did too. also want to ask him some time. I did want to ask this also. Are you a little surprised Justin Edwards only played 18 minutes? Because I thought he had a pretty effective first there half. Was and then more the second his, half, we didn't this see This is probably his... Uh, I agree with you on that. I, I thought that the, with Justin Edwards, you were getting good things from that uh, in terms of... Nice dunk. Yeah, like he, he was... It's what a lot of fans were clamoring for from him early on, and I thought you were beginning to see glimpses of that. That's funny you say that. Uh, John Calipari had this to say about his team's youth, but also their fight. Here's what he had to say post-game from Gainesville uh, yesterday on the post So we got work to do. I mean, so, uh, Tom just told me we had five freshmen in there at one point in this game, in this building, when they're playing out of their minds. How about where would you think this was going when we missed two front-end one-on-ones back-to-back? That just tells you this team never they, – they're a bunch – I don't care that they're young. They're, they're dogs. They have a will to win. They were playing to win the game, and that's why I wanted Robert in at the end offensively because I knew he would play to win the game because that's his mentality. Aaron's three at the top. I mean, he does it in practice. He's done it in one game we played where he made a three, and that's why we ran that high ball screen throw it back to him. And the kid had the courage to make it. The, the thing I would say, when you're playing bad, the past couple of years, if a guy played bad, he just was bad the whole game. Just how it was. He'd go one for 15. This team, the good news is if you're not playing great, I can sub you, and it doesn't hurt us that much, your play. And I've told these guys a thousand times that. You don't have to be great every moment you're playing. We have enough guys now. We'll just sub and then be ready for the next sub or the next game. So, Calipari post game on the teams, uh, you know, being young, but also their fight. And if like, I always we go back to the, the word, the bingo card, the energy vampires last year. If one thing goes wrong, everything goes wrong. You know, that the motto that has always stuck with me is I would rather go uh, one for 11 than 0 for 10. That's so right. that's that's the mindset you have to have is we get football, you know, hand in the dirt. Analysis from yours truly right there. But that that's something that I think Cal is was trying to get through some of the previous teams that they weren't really getting with maybe the severe wheelers of the world when things weren't going wrong were going wrong from them. And you got obviously the player of the year in Oscar Shibway, but it felt like there was something missing. Like he would get his, but there mm-hmm. was that it missing. And it seems like this team seems to have it. A texture pointing out well, Wagner's ability to get to the rim is unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. Was, I mean, he just has the ability to put English on the ball where yeah. it's like an awkward angle. And it, even if it doesn't go in, it's like, my God, like he just has this people. We could have used that help here. That's the kind of DJ Wagner we need to see going forward. It's just the ability to attack the basket. And he actually finished some layups. So that was good for him. I think Kentucky loses this game these last couple years. And the fact that it doesn't matter you have five freshmen or whatever, they don't play like it. When they get in tight moments, we've seen them respond before. They had to go to overtime to beat St. Joe's in a game that they didn't play all that great. You know, they had they finished the game late against North Carolina, against a more experienced team. The the talent is outweighing the experience right now, but I like the fact that this team doesn't panic. When they're down ten in the first half, doesn't seem to bother them. When they're down six with six minutes to go, doesn't seem to bother them. If you have a bunch of white guys with curly hair, doesn't seem to bother them. Doesn't seem to bother them. <laughs> but ton of them on the Gators. Th- there you go. Well, they had a couple of guys. They had uh, Clayton had 23, Poland had 23. Like They they did a better job choking off guard play at the, during the end of that game. But there it is. He's choking again. There, there, there it is. What do you know about choking? Yeah, save, for, just, save for the mixtape. I think, uh, yeah, it they they are wise beyond their years on the floor. There's no doubt they don't play like a freshman laden team, and um, 
it is really tough to go on the road and win that game in a hostile environment, a game that you were not favored in. It's tough to win on the road in college basketball, Locke. Uh, and, and I, think I saw that on Twitter a couple times last night. I thought of you. Especially as a young team um, like this to win that game. I, I was really impressed. And, and again, the way they did it, you know, running with Florida for much of the game, getting up and down. Um, one of the things they were able to do against North Carolina – mentioned that game uh, they were able to to kind of I thought steady the pace at times and, and kind of get some stuff done in the half court there wasn't as much of that in this game it was run 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 and um, and it worked and and uh, and they were able to do it and I think they could win multiple ways uh, very mature and uh, and yeah you could see the environment maybe affect him a little bit Reed Shepard was like 90% from the free throw line and he finished 9 of 11 but I think he missed two of his first four I mean him breaking down the a pressure the at the end of the game I'm just like my god it's what JJ yeah. Redick and Mad Dog fought about with like Bob Cousy and the black and white photos of what it looked like with like Tidy Archibald running around it's like against plumbers and firefighters it's like Reed Shepard was actually doing those things uh, it just run- like they couldn't catch him no they couldn't it, it was impressive a one man uh, one man pressure break and uh, and then I mean yeah ran 11 extra seconds 12 extra seconds off the clock over the course of a couple of possessions because they couldn't get to him to foul him it was uh, everything about it was uh, was really impressive uh, Shepard with the foul uh, late obviously that maybe a freshman mistake if he fouled him I'm still not convinced that he did uh, but yeah, really good win for Kentucky. I, we've talked about it so much this year. I'm really high on this team. Uh, I, I think they've got the potential to to make a deep run uh, in the NCAA tournament. And it's kind of wild to just step back and take the overview snapshot of where we were a year ago versus now. Uh, everybody Trash was, bags over heads and Cal to Texas. And get him out. out. Get him out. He wants to go to Texas. Get him out of here. And now everything's like back on its axis the way it's supposed to be. Cal needed later. that little spark yeah. of uh, just for the fans angst on that. And that's a good thing when you have the depth that they do. When you've got six or seven guys that can score in double digits, a couple of them can have an off night and it doesn't really matter. Dillingham, two for seven, played only 18 minutes. I thought that was smart by Calipari to not force the action on Rob Dillingham when he just didn't have it. Sometimes there are nights where you know it's going to be DJ Wagner's night or it's going to be Antonio Reeves' night or it's going to be Aaron Bradshaw's night. And I think that's a good thing for this team. And I think the ceiling is obviously there. They're not playing perfect basketball, but it seems like they're floor is they're going to score 80 points a game which means they're going to make improvements defensively but you don't have to be all that great defensively if you're scoring 80 85 points and they're a good free throw shooting team so that helps them down the stretch and they're going to shoot threes better than they did yesterday they shot five for 20 and the fact that they were still able to win that game I think says a lot about where this team is they figured out ways to win different ways virtually every game like we talked about how they finished they've blown teams out there's nothing that this team can't do. And I think maybe we would be talking about them on the one line if they hadn't just blown the Wilmington game. But this team... I think we could still be talking about yeah, them on the one line. Yeah, because of how good the we'll SEC see. is. If they run through that and go 15-3 and three or so, I think they have a chance to be a one seed. Yeah, especially when you get the brand bump that Kentucky gets. One more clip. Uh, you alluded to this with Rob Dillingham, but Aaron Bradshaw struggling in the first half. Here's what Cal had to say about those two to the awful start of the game, but sticking with them. Here's what the coach had to say post-game from Gainesville as I'm stalling. You know, and then DJ or Robert played awful. But I told him, I believe in you. Just make easy plays. Quit trying to make the hardest play possible. And I put him back in, and they were saying, sub him. No, I'm leaving him in. And I told him, I'm leaving you in because I believe in you. And then the same with Aaron in the first half. He got muscled. 
he got manhandled. Couldn't come up with the ball, couldn't make a layup. He started that way in the second half, and I said, I'm not going to play you. And then we played him, and we ran an out-of-bounds play for him to get a shot. And I said, that's how much I believe in you, but I can't fight for you. Calipari on the struggles for Dillingham and Bradshaw, but sticking with them because they have that inner dog in them, is one uh, John Calipari has said. Two six seven nine six eight is the phone number. Before we go to break, Adolph Rupp slash Ryan up next on the Sunday morning hangover. Adolph Rupp, how are you? How you doing, Phil? I ain't going to be able to do that today, buddy. I got a bad cold. Okay, don't push it. Say, Kentucky, you're, y- you, y'all right on about everything you said about Kentucky. Now, they do have a young team. They do have talent. And the Cavs went back to get some of them younger players. But that physical physicality, they're going to get a lot of that in the SEC and even when they get in the tournament. And, uh, Nick, you're right. They played pretty good in, the, in that half court. But when they get against some of these real good teams, it, uh, you know, it can slow it down and, you know, make, you know, make them play kind of like they had to play yesterday. Florida's got a decent team, and I'm not saying they're the, the best team, but uh, he did bring in a lot of good players. But uh, Louisville, they ought to go after the guy at uh, Ole Miss. He's, uh, I don't know if they won that game last night or not. They lost. But, they got uh, blown out. I'll get off, guys. I don't want to take up too much time. No, we appreciate you being the Popeyes employee on the bench uh, calling Sports Talk Radio when you're battling uh, that. Good job by you. He, it's just, he, he's Michael Jordan, Game 6, flu game. So, uh, good on good on him. All right. Thanks, we, Ryan. Appreciate it, Ryan. Uh, by the way, there's a piece in the L.A. Times that I told you about, uh, about from Bill Plaschke, former Louisville native. Yeah. Disappearing Mick Cronin melts down during another UCLA debacle. One of the excerpts from the heat is on at UCLA and Mick Cronin is slowly dissolving into a powder blue puddle. Bill Plaschke uh, kind of goes in on last the Pac-12's last place team. Mm. So do with that what you want. Uh, yeah, we can react. By the way, speaking of something, a bit of a twist here today for Michigan Penn State at the Palestra. Juwan Howard asked Phil Martelli to serve as Michigan's head coach today. That's Just today? Weird, yeah, it's been a weird it's, situation. Well, he had a health you, issue. I mean, he, he did have a health issue, but then he was back, but he didn't want to take over full reign, so Phil Martelli was still serving as the head coach, and then Howard was completely back, but now he wants Martelli to serve as the head coach today because it's in Philadelphia. That's where Martelli obviously spent a lot of time with St. Joe's. I think he might be from there, but still kind of a weird... Interesting. Weird, okay, well, that... Weird that, look, situation. Yeah, that, it feels like there's going to be some big jobs opening up uh, at the end of the year uh, between the Big Ten ACC, maybe even Pac-12, or the artist formerly known as the Pac-12. And then there was the, 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 the strength coach thing there, too. It's been an interesting year, both in Michigan football and men's basketball. Not football, though. As they're playing in the national championship. Well, it's been interesting, it's, well, it's I mean, been interesting. Did they cheat? Did they not? I know Zach C disagrees. All right. Uh, on the other side, we'll break down the national championship game. What else is going on with Zach C at a Bass Pro Shop? Uh, we react to that. What? Save it for what else is going All right, on. We'll find wait. out on that right here on your sports station, ESPN 680, 105.7. You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. I saw the Baptized by the fire in your church and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Well, the whole town's talking about the line I'm walking that leads right to your door. Oh, how I used to roam. 
Country Song of the Week. Is this Ja Rule? I used to have a wild side. This no. is country mile. It's little Yachty. It's actually Brooks and Dunn. I can see where you'd get those two confused, though. Boy, I bet this was streamed a lot yesterday. I don't think Brooks and Dunn were involved in Firefest. I saw uh, Ja Rule got a new deal, though. Ja was, right? God, what Brooks a- and Dunn, brand new man, our country song of the week. Seems appropriate in some ways. How'd you celebrate January 6th yesterday, Zach EC? Did you go to a Bass Pro Shop? No, I didn't storm a Bass Pro Shop. I did didn't you swim that. in one? No, I can't say I did. I haven't been in a Bass Pro Shop. I've probably been in a Bass Pro Shop once or twice in my entire life. Went there for Santa Claus. I took the kiddo to Santa Claus a couple years back. So Santa was, at the... Was, was, he was not in camo, no. That's what I was going to ask. How'd you he, had a cro- he had a crossbow, though. How'd you oh. celebrate January 6th? What did I do yesterday? That's a good question. Uh, a lot of patriotism. Nick, how about you? What did you do? I, I say I stood around and what the went to a sauna yesterday. That was nice. There you go. A sauna. That was nice. Huh. It, was, it was a treat yourself day. Big steam. Okay. Uh, I uh, is there something to, that I? I just didn't what? know what you did. I know Nick Valvano actually had a party for it. Like they were <laughs> true was story. There, was there like is there something that I would be doing yesterday? Or? It was just a Saturday. It was just a Saturday. It just happened to be the date, you know? Boy, what a great day for what, the internet. What, I mean, that, that? that? The day Those in which... Those memes are fantastic. I mean, the, the no-look pepper spray. Like, yes. regardless of what side of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like Pat Mahomes throwing a no-look pass. LeBron Magic throwing a no-look pass. Those days are what the internet was Boy, perfect for. I mean, for. The, the turnaround on some of those things where you had good old JR commentating of the, the lady climbing yes. up the side. I was like, man, there's not a lot of space there. And then as soon as I saw it, I had like 4,000 wreaths that just <laughs> falls on a barricaded gate. I mean, the, that was... I Fuck remember... God. Sweeney and, and uh, Strebel doing a live show doing play-by-play to that. That was the good stuff right there. So, um, yes. So, that was uh, three years ago yesterday. So, yeah. yeah. One of the great iconic days in the history of the internet. Not for the country, but yeah, the I was going to say, well, the, well I, did you see the internet or the interview of the lady that was like being interviewed that like told her like entire, like said her entire name and was just like being interviewed yes. of like we're getting but it's boy wonder what she's up to these days alright uh, uh, it's the be, national yeah. championship tomorrow you know who Zach if only the internet had been around when people plotted to blow up the capital think oh, of all the possibilities then <laughs> okay 1205 1205 coming up we'll dive into that there it is uh, coming up right there He's Nick Curran. I'm Phil Baker. Uh, Zach E.C. behind the glass. Reminder, we got you covered with live and local uh, programming all day uh, here. I'm sorry, all Monday through Friday would be all day if we did a 24-hour news station with that. Double D's got you in the morning with Blank. Uh, Rabo and Co. coming up on 680 after he on uh, Monday through Friday with Zach E.C. And then you got Mabin and Rummage coming up 12 to noon. Bobby V., the roundtable with Round Dating in Ennis and all the other stuff we have there. Yes. A little bit of breaking news. Trevor Lawrence playing today for Jacksonville, officially active. Yes. So, and Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle unlikely to play for the Dolphins tonight. Snowflake right there. So <laughs> Mac Jones has been demoted to the third string quarterback behind Bailey Zappi and Nathan Rourke. Okay. Mac would f- feel Nathan like Rourke. He's probably on his way out of New England. Perhaps Bill Belichick sure is seems too. Like it. Maybe Jim Harbaugh will be the coach of the Patriots next year. Some have said Mike Vrabel is the head coach of the Patriots. Yeah, I saw that. I saw Stillman sharing some stuff from the Athletic down in Nashville. Yeah, that's the thought, but I I don't... eh, We'll see. Maybe. 
All right. Uh, It's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. We close out the week with this. It is What Else Is Going On right here on ESPN. And now it's time for What Else Is Going On with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zachy C. And Phil Baker. All right. Working on that imaging. All right. Did you see the stuff that happened in Miami? I heard Strebel talked about this on Weird Wednesday on a Friday. It's kind of like the Sunday night football thing on Saturdays. Because I saw him bring it up on Twitter, I... I looked into it as well. Um, I don't know. It seems a lot like blurry videos and odd shadows created a weird situation. It seems like there's a perfectly good explanation for it. But there's no footage. Right. Like, that's what leads people to believe this stuff. Because, like, even... Okay, take out the cell phones. If teens are involved. Did you see this, Zach, Yeah, I did. Okay, so... There was a massive police response. I mean, there had to be, what, 200 cop cars? It was a lot. It was a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, It was a lot. But there was also reports that they were shooting firecrackers and that people thought they were shooting in the mall, which to me would justify a large response. But how was there no cell phone footage of any of this? Like, other than, like, 20 stories I'm sure there is. I don't think so. Ah. That was the thing that Strebel, who has... I mean, that's a fair point. Who has the tinfoil hats of all tinfoil hats when it comes to this. I know. Um, no, that that that's fair. Why were why is there no more cell phone video of it? But did you hear Strebel's no. deep dive into the, it? Was to take our attention away from the Epstein stuff. Well, that's what some people. That's what people had. That's what some people had out there. There wasn't really anything that surprising in the Epstein stuff that people hadn't already had out there for a while. Stephen Hawking I, well, wasn't yeah, surprising? So I made the well, mistake okay, of sharing okay. one Stephen Hawking things on Twitter in our group message. Imagine what I am greeted by every time I open up oh, yeah. Twitter now. Yeah. It's no, that, somebody in a wheelchair just skydiving. It's, I mean, you do the math. Did you it's, see the Simpsons predicted it? Did they really? Oh, yes, they did. Of course they did. But I, I don't know. I guess there was a few that were surprising, but but, but it was people like, been, everybody people like have been Cameron saying Bill Diaz. Clinton was going to be in there for years. Yeah, everybody knew but, Bill Clinton not, was the headliner. And not but like everybody, Cameron Diaz and like Bruce Willis were named in it, but like but they that, weren't really well. At least according to these papers, they weren't. Come out to the island. Let's get together. Have a few laughs. Right. Yeah. Just because you're in the logs, and then there's that stuff mean about you're on the island. Then there's stuff about Epstein being like an Israeli. Spy, basically. Hmm, I didn't see this. You didn't? Not that part of it. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I need to rewatch the. There's, well, you, you feel terrible. I watched the documentary during COVID of just everything that transpired. Yeah. It's that I well, don't need a refresher I, well, on all the I, terrible I, things that happened there. But I'm probably but, more excited for this whole list to come out than I should be. There's this theory that he you was have a massive was, grin on your face for such yeah. a terrible thing. It's so awful. But, but, but th- th- there's there's some people. Is it conspiracy theorists, whatever, that think he was a an Israeli spy who intentionally got people in these compromising situations to like be able to blackmail hmm. them on behalf of Israel? The more you know. Well, Zachy C will break it down in depth. ESPN Louisville Plus, like, subscribe, and hit that effing bell because he will break it down. And, uh, I got you covered. Yeah, he's got you covered on that. Uh, by the way, what did you make of the Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee, Jimmy Kimmel stuff? Speaking of Epstein. Yeah, no kidding. Good transition. I, honestly, no, that wh- totally slipped my mind that that's what it was about, and I was like, "Why am I bringing this up in my notes?" No, I was like, oh yeah, it was that. No, so. but but uh, maybe more fascinating than that was the subsequent 
uh, Pat McAfee completely dogging one of his bosses yeah. on the air and saying that Norby Williamson is uh, higher up in ESPN is actively sabotaging his show from within. Uh, it's nice to have that kind of money that Pat McAfee has and can just say whatever he wants because ESPN is right. By the way, he said it, he may have been the spy. Sorry, going back. No, but that, to, yeah, that's yeah. that's one of the theories out okay. there. So yeah, that street street. If, hey, if you're in the quarter, I, I don't know where I don't know where it is on like the uh, the 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 hierarchy of like if it's if it dips to the level of conspiracy theory or whatever. But that's what a lot of people think. Okay, but uh, yes, the McAfee stuff. Sorry, yes, go ahead. But that was fascinating the way he was able to basically throw one of the higher ups from the company that basically employs him or at least pays him to have a show on there uh, under the bus and the ESPN's response was basically a statement that said we're going to handle this internally feels like Pat McAfee scored a big victory there but but, but I he, will say this has been a constant thing going back to Lebitard as you know I'm a big no, Lebitard absolutely. guy these things keep or kept being leaked out to the same two reporters yeah, and you no, would think that no, would kind of go against like company policy it obviously does yeah but, but and that that does lead you to believe that someone that's pretty high up there would be agenda. the one this would isn't be the one norby's first rodeo because he's been accused by levitard and jamel yeah. hill and a lot of other people well, getting actively involved with their i mean shows mcafee right out there on espn's airwaves uh, which was fascinating but i i the, the jimmy kimmel aaron Rodgers stuff um I, I don't know. I, I, I think that... It's no loss But I will say this. I think like it was Jimmy prob- Kimmel, like, and again, Aaron th- Rodgers does not need to be defended at all. The dude's a buffoon in a lot of ways. But I, I will say... He was right Kim- about the vaccine. Well, he didn't, say, up at he didn't say Kimmel was on the list. He said Kimmel would be upset by who's on the list. But, but also, and Kimmel, I, like, makes a whole... Th- he did the band show. The man he did, show. He did. Yeah. He, he does a, 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 a late night show so, where he takes shots at everybody. He's I had a feud I, with Aaron Rodgers for yeah, years. I, I think it was more of like, a, like, I, I don't think it was like a a well meaning, well spirited joke. I think it was like a mean spirited joke. Sure but I, but I think that's kind of what it was. And uh, it's a joke. Nothing more. Right, like let's and Jimmy Kimmel took it very seriously, which is one of the issues. I mean, I think ever since COVID, really, a lot of these yeah, like people that are supposed to be funny have started to take stuff really, really seriously. It's really hard to be funny. Money for Disney, while ESPN is high on Pat McAfee. Aaron Rodgers' comments have placed the media giant in a bind. Things may get worse before they get better. This will go as far quote This will go as far as Kimmel wants to take it. One source tells Front Office Sports, and and that's where like McAfee, like everybody was telling McAfee, like when he went from his YouTube channel and the deal with that, it's like, hey, just know, like these are some of the things, like you're going to battle and, and he, now he's running into it he did come back the next day and do sort of a pseudo apology yeah wonder real well here's my question so pat mcafee's contract is for five years is there any chance he actually finishes that contract no well he's never finished a contract in his career for good better but or you worse live in a society now where like, but he's his, his he's following also, will go straight to youtube too. sure like if he right. wants to he's, do it that he's way. got a massive following that followed him to espn he's also a lot kind of, of the, these people weren't too happy that he went to espn a lot of his no fans. i know i know uh he, he's also kind of the heir apparent to lee corso on college game day it would seem uh i don't know he's also said he may not come back to game day but i guess he no clear, he, he said he's coming he back, is coming yeah. back now he is. for all you naysayers out there i know oh gosh yeah we've got a lot of mileage out of that one 
Yeah, that's yeah. Nature's kind of ran its course on that, but it oh, was yeah. uh, funny. But, but but everyone was getting it on McAfee. Everyone was getting on McAfee for that uh, you know moment with Reese Davis. It's like that's why you bring McAfee in that viral moment right there. And that was hilarious, by the way. That was funny. It was hilarious. Yes. It was great. I, look, I enjoyed the McAfee stuff. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm more of a Levitard guy. Were people guy. offended by that? Because I thought that no, was no, but they were just saying like they, they were just saying it was you know kind of crushing. McAfee for making it something that it shouldn't have been, but I was like, that's why you bring him in. That He's the viral moment waiting to happen on it, that front. It was pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, we talked about the Bass Pro Shop. Zach, can you confirm where you were yesterday? I can confirm I was at my home yesterday, and mm. I was doing Kentucky Post game, so I had no time to go to a Bass Pro Shop. Mm. I don't even know if do we have a Bass Pro Shop in Louisville? In, I'm assuming uh, Southern Indiana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunately, not... it's not like the Pyramid in Memphis, which is such a great... Yeah. Well, they said they were turning it like where the Grizzlies and Memphis Tigers used to play into a Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yeah. I remember huh. that. Hmm. Yeah, about that. One of the sights and sounds of that. Uh, by the way, ahead of the national championship, Damian Lillard surprised the entire Washington football team with Team Adidas gear in his signature shoes. Imagine being... Well, you're Michigan. You would have gotten some Jordan. So you would be Team Michigan on that front because you're a Michael Jordan defender. I am, but I, I would also be Team like Donovan Mitchell. Like he issued, he gave a bunch of gear to Look. Louisville men's and women's basketball, which I think is cool. Some did you get a swag bag? No, I don't need one. I'm well. I mean, maybe not, I don't play for the team. That, nobody, nobody. Not by the way, no I don't know if you saw this. Zach, I meant to send it to you. Yeah, uh, New Year's Eve when you all were on your way back from uh, the Miami. Yeah. Uh, on the plate, I love that. Very awkward photo I was, of you just sitting way in the back yeah, of the plane. I, I got caught it. <laughs> so they took, they took. There were a lot of takes on that, and I finally f- remembered to like duck down later. Uh, so but, you weren't seen in the other photos that may have been out there, or like you were ducking down so you wouldn't be seen in the photo. Yeah, I was trying to get out of the picture. <laughs> so, but, it, but they used obviously an earlier one. Who do we think is going to win tomorrow night? It was me and Jeff Norman, Coach Norman's you husband. see that right there? No, that, no, that, that, we were football. both like trying to Go stay on. out of the picture. We that. were both trying to duck down out of the picture, but we were both in prominently. God, in Zach, the Zach is football Freddy through and through, where he's just like, I got to get my football takes out, <laughs> damn it. I've been completely wrong uh, about the playoff. I thought Alabama would win, and I thought Texas would win. Uh, so, so pick Michigan. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick Michigan – so hopefully that means Washington wins. Yeah. Well, I told you last week Washington was going to beat Texas and then Washington was going to win the national championship, so I'm staying with you it. Yes, stay Mich- with it. Michigan's defense has not seen a passing game like Michael Penix all year with those receivers. I think Washington, if this game's close, they're 7-0 and in four and, uh, games decided by seven points or less. Michigan hasn't been in too many close games. I'm going with the Huskies. I'm going to go with the Huskies, too, just because they're – throw the little chaos grenade there. However, I do – I would love nothing more than just the cheating scandal well, that either goes – either way, it's great because either – No, it's not. Either you have the really awkward situation with Harbaugh winning the championship probably on his way out the door, or you have Washington winning it in the final year of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 ceases to exist after this year, but a Pac-12 team wins a national championship. Just like in uh, 1970, the Kansas City Chiefs won the – American Football League's last game, Super Bowl Four, so the Washington could follow that same path. Ah, yeah, be a Big Ten game next year, by the way. Washington, it will be Michigan. just be a uh, run-of-the-mill a, Big Ten match. They'll have a rematch in uh, October. Do you see if Stephen A. Smith doesn't get the bag, uh, he could leave ESPN too? Yeah. Oh no, he's playing well, his exit say. from ESPN because he's he got his go? own podcast. I think he could run. I think he could run for president and win. And I, I mean that. In all, I've said this for years. Could, no, he can couldn't. we I, just get Stephen I, A. on the debate? He's too. Listen, his platform might be pretty good, but he's too annoying to win. He wouldn't win. Boy, I've never seen that before. So an annoying guy who knows how to debate has never won before, right? 
That's never happened? Oh, I think he would wipe the floor in some of these debates. Oh, yeah, he would. Has no idea what he would be talking Stephen about Smith on that. Stephen A. Smith was born, I mean, put on this planet you're, I see debates. the little mix inside your head walking yeah, through these scenarios. They, they are. And it's they just are. like, I, oh, yeah, this could happen. I mean, depends on who he's running against. <laughs> there it is right there. By the way, the spin's already coming out for, like, Jeff Goodman uh, for them saying that it's a classy move by Juwan Howard for letting uh, Martelli coach in Philadelphia. So I, I don't think I think that's the spin they wanted to come out of that. So. No, I think that's the thing, but it's still weird. Like, oh, it's, 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 it's awkward. It's weird, right? Yeah. That's not... I mean, without the... Without, I mean, without. it could be a cool honor. I mean, going back sure. to Philly, I get it, but it's it's just... A, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Brom crushing in the transfer portal. I'm Doing not going to fake take there. it about we, that. A lot of big-time players, DBs, receivers, running backs. You want okay. real takes, can tune into LSL. We talk about that. Do they have real so. takes? Yeah, we do. Are those love, real you takes, think, or are you just watching highlight tapes? You're, and you're watching the condensed year? rundown yeah. of it. Are you, what, what do you know about the Toledo running back? Are I've there, actually watched him play. He lit up my Bowling Green team in the the rivalry game. What's his and, name again? Do you have his name? No, I don't. Okay. Perfect. Yes! 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 God! Air 5 that current! Thank you. I love that. that I've is, watched him play. His name's just not that memorable. <laughs> Well, his name's Penny, right? His first name's Penny. I can't yeah, remember Penny's his last name. Oh, that's Penny the, with one N. That's the good stuff right there. Or that's, is, or is that Penny? That could be. I don't know. Precisely. All I don't right, want to fun show. Taken. Reminder, if you're driving around today, uh, we got you covered with the FCS championship games. We got you covered for the NFL games, too. Just bounce back and forth between 680 and 93.9, and you can listen to Zachy C again uh, tomorrow on when Rabot and Co. doing great work over there. Fun stuff today. Fun, fun show. Looking forward to... Uh, well, to next week. Be back in studio next week. Cards. Oh, nice. Okay, so that'll help me out next week because I'm going to be out of studio. Oh, perfect. I'll be here. Cards at Pitt. Thursday, 6 o'clock, women's basketball. Tune in to 93.9. Then uh, next Sunday, homing its Wake Forest at 2 o'clock. So, All big right. week for the Cards. Uh, we are gone in, I guess, 10 seconds. Happy birthday to Nick Cage. We'll talk to you next week. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.